0: We are divided, now more than ever. We separate ourselves based on politics, race, age, favorite sports teams, religion, and even what fandoms we subscribe to. But there is one thing that we all have in common, death. You're gonna die, I'm gonna die. We're all gonna die. Coffin Cast seeks to shine a light on the thing that unites us all with a mix of true crime, strange death stories, and a little education mixed in. So when you find yourself at odds with someone, just remember they are going to die too.
1: So before we get rolling here, I tweeted. Uh, that a new episode was going to be created, recorded. And if anybody wanted a shout out, they could drop a comment on the tweet. Okay. So I have some shout outs to do here because I always want to do shout outs because the people on Twitter, you know, are, have been so cool and so supportive. Yeah, for sure. and And, but it's hard to like pick just to pick some, you know. So I figured, well, I'll do it this way. That way uh, we can get some shout outs done and then we can move on. So there's actually quite a few here. I'll try to get through them. And uh, it was good to see that. The tweet had 10 retweets, a bunch of likes and a bunch of comments. So Nice. uh, (laughs) The first comment was from the podcast right in front of my face. She said, shout, shout, let it all out. And then that song, that song was stuck in my head for the rest of the night. So thank you for that. And then uh, Grand Rapidians play video games. They said, may you never have a hard time finding the bottom of your glass. And they're a pretty cool uh, uh, video game podcast from the land of Grand Rapidia. Nice. Uh Disbearing Distress said, shout out. And I certainly will shout out. Cinema Recall. You guys are awesome. Thanks for the support. Cinema Recall is a really good podcast, too. Really good movie podcast. Uh, 143 said Sank a time." He's a naughty boy. Screaming Cinema Podcast. Cheers. Quiet on the set said for a toast, may all your ups and downs be between the sheets. That's a good one. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Pod of Holding said uh, to tell people to listen to our first episode next Tuesday and they'll toast us back. So Pod of Holding Look out for their new episode and go listen. Social Man Cave had a nice gift of Who's Awesome. I like Everybody that.
0: I like that name. Uh, oh, you like Social Man Cave?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. Uh, then there's On Second Watch podcast that bottoms up. Uh, that's basically the 80s. Cheers. I hope it's a great time. That's basically the 80s, is pretty neat. A lot of cool 80s stuff there. Uh, What's on the tube? Said we request a shotgun for the cheapest beer you have, please. I said I had a few Miller lights rolling around in the crisper drawer, and he said, Seems a little high class, but we'll still take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, here you go. What's on the tube? I got you, bud. Mm, that's good. I poured it out right, it was right by the lettuce. Uh, let's see. I understood that reference. They posted a sweet pick of some beers they got delivered. That's another good, really good podcast. Nice. Uh, trivia chick, she's got the cheers up there. Uh, oh, it's uh, Shane Beauregard. Shane Beauregard, he's uh, he's been interacting. We've, we've, we've interacted back and forth several times, and he asked what MOS I was in the military, and I told him Army 11B. And he was ninety-two Alpha Supply. So thanks for your uh, service, there, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you for your service, brother. Thank you for your service. Hot potty, hot potty podcast reviews said we, and we will listen to make sure you gave us a shout. So I hope you better listen. Hot potty, uh, pint, pint, of view podcast. Also a very cool name. Said had a pint, for, have a pint for us. Prime nostalgia. Cheers, cheers. Midwest melt- Meltdown, cheers to the weekend, amen. Horror Dads says, cheers, homie. Uh, Vill- Villainous Cinema said, "You man, let me know when it's up, and I'll do the same on our next episode of Villainous Cinema. Much respect, my friend. There you go. And <clears throat> who's piloting this podcast? I need to know what beer you're playing the voice. And I told him I had uh, some IPAs, and I also have some little lights here. He posted a picture of some victory, Sour Monkey... Sour triple, which that sounds pretty good, actually. You ever had any Victory beer? I have not. I think I've had some Victory, but I don't remember what kind it was. But I, but I, I, I don't think it was bad. Like I don't remember every great beer, good beer I've had. But I remember the awful ones. You know?
0: Yeah. I. Uh, that's uh, BS. Huh? I, I usually, I usually remember when. Like I can, I can pinpoint that like the worst beer I ever drank. But I drink good beer like all the time, so it's 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 easy it's easy to get them confused, you know.
1: Whenever I have a bad beer, I just drink it really fast to get it over with. Yeah. And uh, blog blog access one on one. Put up the flaming emoji. Uh, so for comment on that. Also, the Cut podcast they retweeted. Uh, those guys have a good podcast as well. And Stephanie bunny, she, uh, retweeted said, cheers. Thank you, Stephanie. And the retweets were Lime link, most best podcast. The most best podcast is pretty cool. You should check that out. It's like a quiz show kind of thing. Okay. Um, It's pretty cool. Core extra podcast, nostalgia podcast. Uh, those guys are pretty cool. Uh, via VHS podcast. A lot of VHS podcasts. I know you have a, a very ample VHS collection, so that'd be right up your alley. Uh, prototype management and the cut podcast. they retweeted. Thanks, guys. Catching up on cinema and blood and black Run podcast. So thanks, everybody, for the old interaction there on the old tweeter machine. Hell yeah, everybody. So we got the shout-outs out of the way. So what have you been doing since we talked
0: last? Uh, just being quarantined. Um, before uh, we started recording uh, today, I I wanted to watch a movie, but I didn't want to watch anything too heavy that I would be super invested in something I could just really like just put on and just kind of have on in the background. So I watched blood sport right before, right, right before, right before I came on here. So, and, and I got to say that that actor, like I had never realized it before, but, uh, um, I forget what the I forget what the character's name was in the movie. Like I was I was just like I said, I was just kind of passively watching it. But you know the character, like the dude the his like Jean Claude Van Damme's buddy. Which guy,
1: the guy
0: in the cowboy hat? No, uh, I think you might be getting Bloodsport confused with kickboxer. Kickbox. Yeah. No, yeah. no, he he was he was, he was he was like he was like uh, oh his name was Ray Jackson. I just had to look it up. That was the character's name in the movie. And he was oh. like he's like a big like six foot five guy with like he's got a beard and he's always like crushing beers and he's always wearing like a, a Harley Davidson T shirt with no sleeves and he's got wild hair. But it's the actor, I had never realized it until I had watched it today, but the actor that played him is the same actor that was the dude from Revenge of the Nerds that's like, I hate nerds! Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's like the best part about the movie I mean, Jean-Claude Van Damme, you can say whatever you want, but he's just like a pretty boy that gets the girl, you know, and like wins, wins, wins the fight at the end. But Ray Jackson, he's like the heart and soul of the movie because he's always pounding beers, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like you. Yeah, exactly. I I identify as a Ray Jackson.
1: (laughs) Art imitates life. Yeah whenever we talk about a movie here on the podcast we have to refer to it as a film to sound more legitimate
0: oh okay so the movie films of cinema the
1: the cinematic (laughs) features of jean claude
0: yeah i like to i I, I, I like like to use big words sometimes you know we should do yeah to make myself see more photosynthesis
1: (laughs) you know you know we should do we should do uh we
0: should we should re, we should run back through some Jean Claude movies. Yeah, uh, dude, I would like. I, I, you know, that's funny because I had rewatched not long ago Kickboxer, and so then I was like, I'm gonna watch uh, Bloodsport because Bloodsport's one of those movies that, um, it'll be on every single streaming platform for, like, a month, and then you won't be able to find it for, like, two months, and then it'll, like, it always, like, pops in and out of, like, the streaming services.
1: You know, for some reason, lately on Twitter, I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot of uh, Kickboxer stuff. Yeah. I don't know if if
0: it's popped up on something. Kickboxer, Kickboxer is the lesser of the two Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, fight, between that and Bloodsport, like Bloodsport is far superior, I think. Like Kickboxers, just it's good in like a cheesy '80s martial arts movie kind of way. But it's but like man, like some like the cheese is like really over the top in some parts, and it's 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 it's, it's almost kind of like uh like eye rollingly bad. <laughs> It has a good soundtrack, though. Yeah, it does. But Kickboxers or uh, Bloodsports got a a good a good main theme too.
1: I kind of did the same thing the other day. I I think it was I don't know. I was working, you know, and uh, it was lunchtime, so I got some food, and I, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to put a movie on, but I, I don't want anything. You know something that excuse me something I've already seen. Yeah, that I can just watch. And sure. The Expendables two was on. Okay. Uh, FX, I think, or something, and and so yeah, I put that on because I mean I've seen that a bunch of times, but it was right at the part where. Have you seen Expendables two?
0: Yeah. Okay. It was the yeah. last one I saw. I didn't watch any of the other ones after that.
1: Well, I mean. It's such an important piece of film history. I didn't want to spoil it for you, but it uh, it was right at the part where Chuck Norris walks walks out and, like kills like four hundred dudes and blows up a tank. Oh, okay. You know, and <clears throat> do you remember that part? Yes. Yeah, and Stallone's like, "I heard you a lone wolf." And Chuck Norris is like, "Yeah, sometimes." Of course, Chuck Norris is like eighty-nine years old. Yeah. It's so he's like barely moving, but I mean, still pretty good shape for an for an older older guy. But it's just one of those movies that you you know you just watch, you know, and you
0: throw it on occasionally. You don't really. It's it's one of those movies I I call it like the um. It's just it's just a background movie. Like usually, it's like a movie that you throw on while you're like surfing the internet on your phone, yeah. and just to like have on in the background.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of movies like that, that that are cool to have. I mean, some some of them are cool just to watch it. Obviously, watch, again, like, yeah. like regular viewings of, like, Big Trouble in Little China or something like that. For sure. But, yeah, a lot of those are... And Jean-Claude is in The Expendables, too, you know? Yeah. He, I read that uh, he uh, Stallone had said in an interview that Jean-Claude Van Damme pretty much for some reason decided he hated everybody and he asked him to do the first movie. And he said, no. And then after the success of the first movie, because the first movie actually did pretty good.
0: Yeah. And and, turned out th- pretty well. and, and those movies aren't really very good. I, I mean, like as like, yeah, like it's just, they're just big it, big I mean, movies, like, but it's they're, just, but they're not like, I don't know. They're, they're missing something.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're just like junk food action movies. Yeah. Know? And, you know, the there's a cool story. I remember it might have been when the first Expendables came out and Stallone was going around doing interviews. He was on Howard Stern. And he talked about when the first Rocky movie came out and, and was big. He was walking out of his uh, – he lived in like a townhouse or something. He's walking out, and Stallone sees this kid, like, doing, like, flips and, and karate kicks and shit in his driveway. Yeah. And, and he thinks, like, this, he's like, man, this dude must be, like, mental or something, you know? Yeah. And, and he said it was this really young kid with long hair, and he had a picture of uh, Rocky. And and he was, like, movie, movie. And he was, like, doing, like, split. It was Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's, like, a young... Jean-Claude Van Damme saw Rocky and wanted to be an actor and tracked down Stallone's house and waiting for him to come outside and started doing his martial arts routine. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) He said he was doing splits on, like, two trash cans and, like, jumping on top of his car and doing, like, flips and shit. Yeah, And he's, like... He's like, oh,
0: those guys are doing the karate. Hey, that's a nice thing. Maybe you could fight Rocky in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that Stallone would say.
1: Lionheart. That's another good Van Damme movie. Yeah, Lionheart.
0: Time Cop.
1: Oh, Time Cop is... Time Cop is where he has the mullet, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's even better. Street Fighter. They made... They, 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 they made Van Damme. Who I wouldn't a, really uh,
0: necessarily say that Street Fighter is a John claude Van Damme classic. <laughs> it's a Raul Julia classic.
1: Raul Julia is vice. Is, is, is you know, he did that just for his kids. He didn't want to do that. Oh. His kid was a big Street Fighter fan, so he did it just for his kid. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Because, I mean, Raul Julia was a – he also was he, – he was like – He passed away not long after that. I think he had he had something going on, Uh, cancer maybe or something. But he took that role because I think his son was a big was big into video games, and he wanted to do something kind of like that, you know. But he he didn't really he wasn't really over the moon about it, you know. But he just kind of went and had fun with it, just cheesed it up, you know.
0: I think everybody did. Like I don't. I, I think the people that even made that movie. Like, the director probably, like, they didn't really understand that, uh, like, well, Hollywood never gets video game movies right, but they, like, in the 90s, they really didn't get video game movies right. Like, they've kind of, kind of come around, but not really, like, I don't know. That's, and that's like a good, I started watching, so before I started watching Bloodsport, it's funny that we... We're talking about this. I I don't know if you had ever seen that um, that straight to Netflix Doom movie that came out earlier this year.
1: I actually just discovered that that existed. It's,
0: last week. It's ju- like the bottom of the of the trash can. It's the worst. I I got like maybe a half an hour into it and was like, oh, this is bad. This is really bad. I'm turning this off. It can't, it was made like last year, but it's got all the stupid, uh, like '90s bad action movie tropes. And it's like, man, these fuckers weren't even trying when they made this movie. See, I,
1: I think, <clears throat> I think Netflix is like the new direct to video. Yes, you know, because yeah. It, here's my issue with Netflix. I, I think you know, uh, The Witcher was really good. I don't know if you watched that or not. Oh yeah. Okay, and I thought that was that was a home run, right? And before that, you know, I, I don't know. You know, they had those Marvel shows, and that and that became kind of this weird thing that they got they had to, they canceled because basically they were they couldn't agree on between the Marvel people and Netflix. Marvel wanted them to have shorter seasons, and the the Marvel people wanted it to be longer. But I think it,
0: those you mean was, Netflix? Yes. Yeah.
1: And I mean th- those shows are pretty good, but man, there was there was some episodes that just were unnecessary and just drug on and on. And I yeah. think, and I think with a lot of shows. You know, they have what's called the Netflix bloat, where it's just like a big, long show. Sure. Sorry, I had a beer burp. But, uh, the, and they just, like, they draw these shows out for no reason. And, I, and one one reason, I think, why they do that is because of Game of Thrones. Everybody wants to be the next Game of Thrones. Sure. And the thing about Game of Thrones, which I know you haven't watched the whole thing, but uh, <clears throat> the... So much of Game of Thrones is like uh, power moves and betrayal and po- political kind of motivation. Yeah, I mean, that's and
0: so there are other sh- there, there is, are other shows.
1: Yeah, I exactly. Mean, like I mean, there's, like, there's also like there's also like there's also tits and zombies and dragons. Yeah, but but you know what I'm saying. So the other shows try to like here's an example. Stars had this show called uh uh
0: black flag, I think. It was a pirate uh, show. I never even yeah no black no black sales. So I never even heard of that, I don't think.
1: Yeah, it's called Black Sales. So I, I was like, Well this this looks pretty good. And it was like semi based on real events, but also kind of fictionalized a bit. So I think it, it went for a couple seasons, and the show looked really good, and it had some good parts. But the problem is, they spent—you have a pirate show, and they spend all their time in a room talking. You know. Yeah. So, so they tried to push like the Game of Thrones kind of, kind of thing, into a pirate show, which could work. But the problem is, you want to see like. Like pirate ship,
0: you know. And, yeah, and
1: it and there really was there was really not a lot
0: of it. Yeah, like but, like they, they tried to do the visceral dialogue that Game of Thrones had, but yeah. they but they left out like because Game of Thrones had the action and the badass like fantasy stuff, and it also but it also had like the really well done dialogue and like the interesting storylines
1: right and and, and, they, and a lot of shows try that yeah and, and they're not as good and another thing is because game of thrones obviously is based on books so most of the dialogue for the first couple seasons are from the books and then the show catches up with the books and then the show kind of goes in its own direction yeah and and you know people are still upset about the final season uh, because it was so so bad but you know shows try to do that and it just doesn't it doesn't work and, and i like that black sales show but man there were some episodes were just so fucking boring like nothing happened and they were trying and i'm like they're trying to have like game of thrones level dialogue yeah sure you know and, and they're trying to have this this kind of add a bunch of depth and stuff which is respectable
0: yeah well but, well that was that was yeah. that was a thing that game of thrones kind of created because there were other shows before game of thrones w- that were sort of like uh that were like factions that were just fighting over power you know like i mean there, there that was kind of uh like, stru- like, a, like a show structure like that, I mean, that goes all the way back to like Oz and that show was on Jesus in like 1999, 2000, yeah. you know, yeah. and because and that was all about like prison gangs that were trying to, you know, it, it, it was the basic kind of like baseline setup where it's just different factions fighting for control of different power and resources But I think where Game of Thrones kind of stuck out was that uh, there's not a whole lot of fantasy out there where it's like tits and people getting their heads cut off and it's super adult oriented. Like when most people think like fantasy stuff, they think Lord of the Rings And they they think like elves and magic and like family friendly stuff. They don't think of like, like Game of Thrones, like the first season of Game of Thrones, there was no real fantasy aspects to it at all. It was really like just these people that lived in like medieval times that were just kind of like, there was no, like there was hardly any magic in game in like the first season Like there weren't like dwarves and elves and like orcs and stuff like that. So it was really based in, in like a very kind of almost realistic and adult kind of world that the average, the average fan like had never seen anything like that before. And also game of Thrones, uh, was revolutionary in television where they would just kill off main characters.
1: That's also true. And with the TV show, too, they, they actually took, and, and this kind of became a negative later on in the show with other characters, but they took or toned down a lot of the magic elements. Like in the books, all the Stark kids can warg into animals and they warg into their dire wolves. And in the show, they didn't do that. You know, they did it with with, uh, Bran, the kid that gets paralyzed. But in the books, there's a lot more magic and elements and stuff like that to it. And in the show, they made it a little more, they took some of that out of it, which which is cool. For a lot of characters, it's not a huge deal. But later on, in the the later seasons, they, they introduced some characters who in the books were very powerful and had a lot of cool stuff going on. But on the show, they were very
0: two dimensional. Sure, yeah. And
1: but I don't know. How how far did you get into
0: it? I got to season three and then I stopped because my my like I because I like I got into Game of Thrones like super late in the game, and I had managed like for years and years and years to avoid spoilers for the show, and. So then I was, so then I thought, well, I should, I, I'm going to start watching this. So I, I watched like the up till season three. And then I kind of thought to myself, well, the, like they're getting ready to go into the last season. So I said, I'll wait to watch, uh, like, I'll wait until the show is over before mm-hmm. I start binge-watching it again, so then I can binge-watch it without stopping until it's over. And then the final season happened and everybody was like, oh, that was terrible, that was shitty. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe I won't watch it then if the ending's just going to be really disappointing.
1: Well, I, you know, here's the thing. I, the <clears throat> I think with any show that is loved as much as Game of Thrones. You know, people were upset about the last episode of The Sopranos. Uh, And The Sopranos is a fantastic show. Yeah. It's one one of the best shows ever made. And people were pissed about the Seinfeld finale. Uh, This last season of Game of Thrones was weird because the the two guys that ran the show wanted to Get out because they were actually going to do a Star Wars movie, but HBO and George R. R. Martin, who's the guy who wrote, who wrote the book, yep. wanted it to keep wanted it to keep going a couple more seasons. And these guys didn't really want to, so they did a shortened season where they wrapped up everything like super quickly, and they did a time jump, and they did some really weird decisions that went against all these characters they built. So and. and the thing is, is that they, <clears throat> you have all these char- you know, all these characters in different parts of the world, and these little bitty, in these tiny subplots, but they're all tied to a major plot. And as the show goes on, the world shrinks as people are killed and people are brought together. You know, so it's like you spend all this time building it up, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, boom, it's done. Yeah. And, and people were people were pissed about it because they're like wow this is so well and also didn't you know? didn't a
0: lot of people complain that once the once the shows um once the show started to shy away from the storylines that were in the books the writing and the storylines had gotten like super super simple and they and they just kind of focused more on like Action set pieces and violence than they did on like the political aspects of the story. It did,
1: yeah, it did, and especially the last two, the last two seasons were were shortened. So the next to last season was was shortened, and then the last season was even shorter. But they had a bunch of big uh, CGI and. Uh, battle sequences, so they had to kind of figure those out and balance that out. But yeah, you know, they just did some stuff that didn't make sense with the characters that they had built and and created, and people got got pissed off about it. So, and for whatever reason, those guys didn't get their Star Wars movie that they were supposed to make either. So I don't know if it had anything to do with that or not, but people were not very happy.
0: Sure, sure,
1: but. You know, I mean, hey. Look, it's just TV, people. Fucking calm down. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Everybody get their swords and fucking hold them up in the air. Yeah, I like, I don't know.
0: I I really felt like Witcher was, was I mean, Witcher was a solid fantasy. I didn't really like the way that, uh, how the story kind of jumped around a lot. and but, And they never... And they never, like, let the audience know that. They just kind of, like, you just kind of had to figure it out for yourself.
1: Have you ever read a Witcher book?
0: No. It's,
1: that's how it is.
0: Oh, really? It
1: is fucking, and if anybody's listening to this will probably agree, it is so confusing. Because you, you'll be reading it, and then you'll read another part, and you are like, wait a minute, this person's dead. And then you figure out, oh, this must be...
0: Like five years, years. five years from the least, from the last chapter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The book, the book is like that. And and I, the first book is like, um, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's like different, it's like various tales of the Witcher. And then the next book is more of a longer story, but it jumps around in time, just like this. And this show is, is, uh, is, is a close adaptation of the books apparently because people when they showed the trailer people got all pissed off because he wasn't wearing both swords yeah
0: he only because had one
1: all these people yeah. yeah all these people have only played the Witcher 3 and they're and they're getting their fedoras all in a in a ruffle <laughs> they they're,
0: they're not they're not tipping they're not yeah they're they're stroking they're, they're stroking their neck beards and going milady
1: but yeah, they're, they're they're sweating through their neck beard. They're like, that's not accurate. But the thing is, the Witcher Three video game takes place like years
0: and years, you know, years down the road. Yeah, because and, because and, Siri is like a woman in Witch in Witcher I, Three. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and the fact that uh, the video games are not a direct adaptation of the book. I mean, they're very close but it's not like a word for word thing, you know, but I thought it was great. I was very happy for Henry Cavill after the, the absolute fucking embarrassment that man of steel and justice league and all that crap. was. Yeah. The, Cause he actually loves the like comic books and video games. He's played the Witcher and he has all, he said he's always wanted to play the Witcher. He And I thought he was brilliant. When I first heard about him, I was like, man, I don't know, but I watched that over Christmas vacation I took off two weeks of vacation and my wife and I watched The Mandalorian, The Witcher, and both seasons of Jack Ryan. Nice. And it was like the
0: it was like the best two weeks of T V ever. Yeah, for sure. Brilliant. Jack Ryan's great. I uh <laughs> Jack, Jack I, I'm currently great. I'm currently watching it now.
1: So Speaking of good stuff to watch, you wanna talk about parasite?
0: Yeah, man. Parasite. So last Jung last Ho. we
1: talked. Yes. Last time we talked we we talked about nineteen seventeen and we talked on the phone before that though you had not seen nineteen seventeen, I had not seen parasite. So we, we did our homework and we talked about nineteen seventeen last time. This time we could talk about parasite and I I absolutely
0: love this movie.
1: Yeah, love it. We had
0: it's also like a side note to that is we had also made plans to talk about Butt Boy, but that plan got scrapped.
1: No, I will
0: watch Butt Boy. But you know what I watched last night? I watched The Lighthouse last night. Nice, nice. So we'll talk about that uh, in the future for sure. But But yeah, Parasite. So. uh, uh, I um I kind of started watching it again uh, earlier this week just to kind of refresh my memory about uh about what was happening with everything in the story and stuff and uh it's I, I made it about halfway through and I thought to myself that. It's like this is this well because for one thing it's it's a foreign movie with um, English subtitles so like you really have to pay attention. It's not like something that it's it's definitely like not a movie that you can just like passively watch and. It's it's not like bloodsport. No, it's definitely not like bloodsport, but. uh <laughs> Yeah, like the thing—the thing that really uh, stuck out to me the first time I had watched it, and then it was—and then I had really appreciated with the storyline for uh, for it the second time around was that like these characters in this movie, like no one is really like a very likable person, no. but you like the family because even though like everyone in the family is kind of a dirtball they they like stick together as a family
1: yeah yeah i mean i i watched it because the first time i watched it i watched it i watched it twice but the second time i kind of did what you did i kind of was was running through it and i wanted to take some notes and especially a couple scenes that I wanted to go back and watch again. Uh, but when I watched it the first time, <clears throat> I was fully engrossed. I had I actually watched it with headphones on and which by the way, I think that's a great way to watch a movie. Yeah. And uh, I, had a, I had a Jameson on the rocks. I had headphones in and I was zoned in, man. And this movie is so cool because it, it feels like different, different types of movies you know like when, like when they when they start like when it shows like the cutscene of them almost like a montage of then rehearsing what to say you know and they're coming up with the, yeah it feels like a heist movie you know yep. like oceans 11 or something and then there's obviously a lot of hitchcock uh influences with the stairs and and uh you know, the house itself is such a big part of it. And the sound, too. And this is the thing, too. Watch it with headphones on. The way the footsteps sound and the floorboards creak, like in that house and stuff like that. And the and the, the use of, like, their facial expression. Because obviously, you know, it's a subtitled film. And they use so much of the facial expression. Uh, like like when the, when, when the sister... From the poor family, is talking to the mom, and says what happened in first grade, and the mom is like, <gasps> you know, she does like that, and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Yep. And, and and so then, you know, another great thing about this movie <clears throat> is that you're sitting there wondering, is this a horror movie? Is this a like what is
0: this? You're you're yeah. waiting. You're waiting for. Like you're waiting for the like I kept thinking to myself, okay, like obviously like something's gonna happen because they're not gonna be able to keep this charade going for long. like the other sho- the other shoes gonna drop at any moment. and it does, and but like the way it does is so like i was like draw on the floor like holy fuck what is this and it and like you know obviously like the reveal of the of the hidden underground basement mm-hmm. is like like that's when i thought what, what is this going to turn into like i thought it was going to be like uh like the like the like the rich family dad was going to have like dead bodies down there and then it was gonna i i seriously thought through the whole time that it was going to be that the the dad it's like he's he's a millionaire and he's a millionaire because he like murders people for the mafia or yeah, yeah like like i i i was not expecting what actually happened after, because that scene, that scene with the, with the, um, w- where they discover like the basement bunker is like, it's, it's, it's like the definitive turning point of the movie where you're like, okay, like I really just have no idea what is going to happen for, like through the rest of this movie, you know? Yeah, I mean,
1: it, that, at that point, it becomes, it, it really, the movie just becomes something else. Yeah. You know I mean? And there's so much, you know, there was, he, he used so much imagery in this, and I read that, you know, obviously, I mean, it won Best Picture, but he also won for uh, editing and cinematography, and he was actually more proud of the editing and cinematography than the Best Picture, because that was that's such a big part of of the movie and you you start off seeing this poor family and you want to feel sorry for them but on the other hand they they keep doing stuff and 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 then you're like well these people are just like shitballs
0: <laughs> and, and it seems like uh
1: it's like you want to root for these people but they're just but
0: they're just fucking shit. But, but, but also, too, like they take all of their bad luck with such, like, they take it all in stride. So you always kind of feel like, yeah, they're super poor and they live in like a gross, nasty, bug infested. Fucking with a guy with
1: with guy pissing with, with a out.
0: guy pissing outside, but they always <laughs> have like such good humor about it, and they always take it in stride that you don't really feel sorry for them that their situation is shit because you're like, well, they obviously don't seem to mind, you know? Like,
1: yeah. I, I mean, they this movie too. I feel like every there was no wasted movements in this movie. There's was no wasted scenes. There's was like nothing. Like everything carries carries some significance, and even in the very beginning, when when the when the kid goes to interview to be the tutor for the for the son, yeah, for the daughter, yes, and the maid has to go outside, and the mother is in like a trance and she has to clap her hands. Do you remember that part? Yes. Even that, I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? Yeah, this is so fucking weird, but. The thing is, though, is that the the wealthy family you want you want to kind of not like them.
0: No, because like be, them. because they uh, they just act man like that that actress that played that mom, uh, yeah. like the rich family mom, like she yeah. did such a good job of knowing how to play just kind of like the like like she's kind of dumb but she's also like a pretty nice person but like she's only nice because she's like lived in comfort her whole life you know so Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's really she she did a fantastic job like they did a fantastic job of of uh just being like the like i guess uh like passive rich, uh, rich people. Like it, It's yeah. hard to describe. I, like, I can't, I can't describe it, but it, it, like if you've ever known people in your life that are, that are wealthy, they just kind of, they just kind of have this like devil may care attitude about everything that goes on in their life because they're just like, well, we have a problem. Let's just throw some money at it and that'll make it go away. You know, like,
1: uh-huh. I think that she was
0: very much. She's very naive. Yes, it, yes. Know?
1: And and she has a son who's like a acts like a weirdo all the time.
0: And she just and she she, she, she thinks it's because be he's a, like a struggling artist, and not just because he's like a little shit kid that fucking doesn't right? doesn't want to do his homework.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the sister said it, it's like a, it's all an act. You know? Yeah, like he's just acting. You know, I, I tell you one of my I think my favorite. Scene in the movie that there's two. There's when the 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 poor family is getting drunk and eating while the while the rich family has gone. You know when they're eating. Oh eating yes. In the
0: room. Yeah, yeah, yep, and drinking and drinking then, the expensive booze.
1: Yeah, and then the doorbell rings, and 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 it's the old maid, right? And, and it reminded me of, of, and I don't know if he did this on purpose, but it reminded me of the old horror movie cliches where it's a bunch of drunk teenagers, and then the doorbell rings, and it's a and it's a midnight visitor, and the weather's terrible, and you let that person in, and everything goes to shit. Yeah, and and she,
0: and what and, it and, me and, of. and and then they like answer the door, and <laughs> she's standing there, and they're looking at her through the through the the secu- through the security camera, and her face yeah. looks kind of fucking weird looking because her like it she's does. her hair is like soaking wet, and she's wearing that hood, and so you're like yeah. like she looks like a crazy person.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and so that scene when she comes in, of course, the reveal of uh, the basement, the, the basement, and then that whole thing where they're gonna send the the text message. Yeah, and, whole, and, and man, that all that whole thing was just so fucking crazy. The other, and then and then, kind of continuing on is when they at, they finally get them, they get the maid and the husband in the basement. The poor family, then then the wealthy mother calls and says, "We're on the way home," and they're freaking out, right, trying to clean up, and then they end up laying under the furniture
0: while the mom and the, the while the, the mom family. and the dad bang
1: while the mom and the dad bang and then they have to listen to the mom the dad talk about how bad the poor dad who drives him smells and so then you have this the the poor family is laying on the floor hiding with all the garbage <laughs> while the wealthy parents are above them talking
0: sh- talking themselves. talking shit about them yeah
1: yeah, I, I I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and and man, and 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 especially the maid's husband in the basement where he's hitting the lights with his head and he's trying to thank Mister Park. Yeah, and, you know, he's you know he thanks him to be able to to stay there. And it was just it was just a fun, what a great movie, man. Like I watched that and I was like, man, and you know I don't know if it didn't get the Oscar. It won. Buzz. I don't know if, yeah. if I would have watched it, you know. Yeah. But you know, because I, I mean a lot of people shy away from subtitled movies, you know, obviously. Because they can't they can't be on Facebook and Insta chats while they watch it. Yeah. But <clears throat>
0: but I remember I remember yeah. I remember a dude in college, he once told me that he never watches movies with subtitles because he was like, "I don't want to feel like I'm reading a book because there's nothing that you can learn in a book that you can't learn from watching a movie." That guy sounds like a total. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wasn't a very he's, smart guy. He's probably
1: he's probably in our current
0: uh, administration. He's, he's been a high level. He, he's at <laughs> he, he's probably like married with kids right now. And hates his fucking life, <laughs> well, if you listen to
1: this, it, he's probably out in the garage trying to pack a bowl and get away from his wife and his kids or
0: something, yeah, bless his heart,
1: but I tell you, I mean, man, what a good movie i mean i it obviously won best picture and
0: but and it was and it, know, was it was up against some real motherfuckers of movies too like
1: it it was, and you know what i, I after watching it. It makes sense that it won best picture because I feel like it's such a as we talked about with 1917 and obviously they're very different movies, but it's a callback to actual filmmaking yeah, you know like like, like someone who actually puts a shit ton of thought and effort into what they're making. yeah, not just a, not just a green screen and you know all this other kind of horseshit that we have to suffer through. But actual, you know, it was actual, like visionary creative direction. It was like,
0: uh, like an Alfred Hitchcock movie in a lot of ways.
1: Very much. I mean, the use of stairs and and the looking, you know, looking through windows and, like the viewpoints and stuff. I mean, that, that's all very Hitchcock. And and they use those stairs a lot. The stairs in the house and the stairs going down to the basement. They use that quite a bit. Yeah. And in the use of, like, the facial expressions and things like that, I thought it was, and, and, man, I thought it was great, and the, uh, the way, like I said, the way it felt like different kinds of movies, like, it would cut to this weird, it would cut to this scene where they're rehearsing what they're going to say, and you're like, man, this feels like a heist movie, like, like, it's crazy, you know, that they're doing this, and then and then there were parts where it felt like a horror movie. And then there was parts where you know there were some funny parts too, you know, like we, when the poor family is in their kitchen. Every time the dad stands up, he bangs his head on the pot on this like pot rack. <laughs> yeah, he's like touches his head. <laughs> yeah, I just I just thought that was funny. And the sister, the sister is a badass from the from the poor family, and you know, uh, I thought she was a total badass. And the whole the whole little scene at the door where she's like, you know, a uh, student in Chicago, Illinois and all that kind of stuff. Yep, yep. I I just thought it was, you know, it was a good it was such a good movie and and, and it it really kind of, kind of shows I think what movies can be still you know, when so much of movies now are kind of dictated by comic book stuff and you know, just different things like that. I mean, it's good to see movies like this that that come out and have success. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, and and also too, like it's it's cool. It's interesting to see that like a movie got a, a movie won best picture that was like it's not even like an American movie. Yeah. You know, I, like I know, of course
1: people were complaining about that. Oh yeah. Oh, foreign movie, movie. Oh yeah. But I mean to think about what the what the who like obviously Joker was in the mix Joker uh,
0: 1917 Lighthouse uh I think uh that was my bedtime reminder I think uh I think uncut gems was on that list I'm not sure uh Yeah, but, I, like, 2019 ended up being, like, a really, really good year for for movies. It was pretty
1: crazy. And, and let's see. I'm pulling it up here. Ford versus for, uh, Ferrari. I haven't
0: seen that. Before. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. That initially, to me, seemed like it was, like, the typical Oscar bait histor- historical biop- uh, biopic. Yeah. But from what uh, reviews I've read of it, it's actually pretty good. Like, it's, it's pretty um, – like, uh, it, it's real um, – like, the, 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 uh, the race scenes are, r- like, super balls to the wall. Really well done. Yeah.
1: And, and so, so,
0: so here's the rundown here. Ford versus Ferrari. All right. Ha- haven't seen it. Saw the Irishman. like that was pretty much I mean (laughs) like Martin Scorsese with De Niro Pacino and De Niro Pacino and and uh, and Joe Pesci Pesci, which like that's basically that's like that's like getting people together in a room, like the board of directors of a film studio, and being like, "How can we stack the deck so <laughs> so high so that we can guarantee that we're going to win a Best Picture Oscar?"
1: Whenever I refer to The Irishman, I call it uh, the Martin Scorsese All Star Team. Yeah, right? because that's really—I mean, that's really what it yeah. is. Yeah, uh,
0: Jojo Jojo Rabbit. I haven't seen that yet.
1: Uh, joker of course yep the 27th
0: remake of little women hadn't seen that but it was directed it was directed by the uh the the woman that made lady bird and lady bird was awesome i thought lady bird was great oh, yeah. yeah it was it was hilarious i laughed my ass off yeah. at lady bird yeah
1: Lady Bird's very good. Uh, Marriage Story—that's the Adam Driver. I did not like. Movie. I did not like
0: Marriage Story.
1: I uh, uh, 1917, of course, we know that's a fucking ballsy, yep, awesome movie. Yep. And and here's another killer. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. Fantastic. Movie. Brad Pitt finally got his Oscar. Yes. God bless him. Yeah.
0: Thank God. Now we just got it. Now now one. now Quentin just got to get his and.
1: <laughs> so I mean, yeah, that's a that's a. That is a stack deck of very creative movies.
0: Yeah. I mean. um, and every single one is completely different. Yeah It's not like like there's there's no war there's no other war movies in there other than 1917. <clears throat> like parasite, you could almost call parasite like a like a thriller. So yeah. you know, like it's a, it's a thriller. Little Woom- Little Women is like you know based off of uh like a classic novel. Ford versus mm-hmm. Ferrari is like the like the historic it's based on true yeah the historical yeah. biopic, and mm-hmm. Joker is like the I guess it's like a little bit higher level because you know you. Everyone says, like, well, when is a Marvel movie going to win Best Picture? And when is a comic book movie going to win Best Picture? And it's like, well, that was their shot. Because if if the Academy Awards ever gives the Best Picture nominee or the Best Picture Award to a fucking... Mm -hmm. CGI clusterfuck Marvel movie like Avengers or Captain Marvel, <laughs> like I'll swear off the Oscars for the rest of my life. Like I probably have already like I'm I'm already like one foot in the grave for the for the Academy Awards. But if that ever happened, I would completely be like fuck, fuck the fucking yeah. Academy Awards.
1: As they say, where I'm from, got one foot in the grave and the other foot on a banana
0: peel. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I I agree with that. I mean, you know, the I think the, like, okay, obviously like the Avengers movies made a a shit ton of money, but when it comes down to the filmmaking aspect of it, it is a bunch of action sequences through CGI animation. You know? Yeah. I mean, because most of those movies are built around these battle scenes and stuff they're going to have. And, you know, that's all well and good, but to me, they don't, they, they do not compete with, with these, with this caliber. No, because, because
0: it's not, it's not, they don't, they rely on spectacle. They don't rely on telling a story. Right. And, and, And listen,
1: I mean, I, I will say this, just because a movie doesn't win best picture doesn't mean it's not good. I mean and and there's been a lot of best picture movies that you and I have talked about over the years that usually they're fucking terrible.
0: Yeah. Or
1: or boring or
0: maybe oh yeah. Something like I said, like like I did not I did not think marriage story was really all that great. I thought it was it was it was it, like that was a movie that was like everything revolved around the acting and the, yeah. and the characters and I haven't seen
1: that. I, I actually haven't seen that. Yeah.
0: I, it would be, I think it would be like a good date night movie, but it, it, I, I didn't like it. I, I don't know. I just, I just could not cause you know, like I've never been married and I don't have kids. So I guess I just couldn't relate to what was going on, but, the, peop- I mean, the, people, think, the people, but people, but people loved it. But people loved the movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I've seen where people have said it's a very accurate representation of married with kids and kind of the shit you go through. Which, uh, you know, I mean, if my wife and I watched it, we we would pr- maybe enjoy it. I don't know, you know. But you know, it's it's uh, it's certainly not on the parasite level. I haven't even seen it, I can tell you that, because Parasite is brilliant. Yeah. It is absolutely brilliant. I mean, this movie is one that, you know, some movies you watch and you don't really, you're like, okay, I watched it. I don't feel compelled to watch it again. Yeah. But I would watch Parasite again. I, w- I would watch Parasite again. Oh, yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. You know? <clears throat> I mean... It's just that good of a movie. And I think that with the subtitles, like you were saying, I mean, you have to, it makes you pay attention to it. And it, and I'm glad that it did well because there are a lot of, like I watched, did you ever watch Train to Busan on Netflix? Um, no. It's a zombie movie, the Korean zombie movie on the subway. No, I did not. You should watch that if you have if you have uh, a hankering. It is a very good, well done zombie movie, and it's basically zombies on a subway, but it's Korean and subtitle. But it, it's really, really well done. The zombies look really good, uh, and it's a really, really good movie. I was actually pleasantly surprised because um, you know Netflix has a bunch of international movies on there now I mean there's a ton of movies on there that are from uh, that are you know Korean or Japanese there's a bunch of Indian movies on there there's a bunch of different stuff but Train to Busan is really good and there's a series on there called uh, is it called Kingdom?
0: Oh I mean, uh, yeah movie. That uh, so I did start watching that and a lot of people said that that was really good uh, but I didn't really like it that much because the zombies are super few and far between.
1: Not enough zombies for, for kids. No,
0: there's not. Like, like, I figure if it's going to be a zombie movie, it's got to be... It's it, It's got to be as... If it's going to be a serious zombie movie, it's at least got to be as intense as 28 Days Later. Oh. Oh, as far as like when like how if if you're gonna make a zombie movie if if it if it doesn't have like super hardcore intense moments like in 28 days later then I'm not interested.
1: Uh, I'm not even gonna waste my time. Yeah, 28 <laughs> days later is such a good movie, man. I mean, Danny Boyle is fantastic. I mean, the guy. He makes some awesome movies. And, yeah, 28 Days Later is so good. It's very good, very good. And the that show, Kingdom, I, I think it's Kingdom. That's probably wrong. But I think I watched, like, one or two episodes, and people were saying it's like the Korean Game of Thrones, basically, which goes back to what I said earlier. Everybody's trying to find their own Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know? But it was good. Do you you know of any other movies that you've watched that were subtitled that you really enjoyed?
0: Not off the top of my head that I can think of. uh, There was... There was a movie that I had seen in the theater at, like, the indie theater here in Milwaukee. And it was called... Oh, man, I think it came out around, like it was back when i was back when i was writing movie reviews for the campus newspaper and it was it came out in like 2015 i want to say and it was called the white ribbon and it was a and it was a german movie and it was and i remember it being really really good and it's always the movie that sticks out in my mind as being like a foreign film that It was, I think it was like the very first time I had ever seen a foreign film with English subtitles where I was like completely invested in the movie. Like I would, like I, like, like invested to the point where, you know, like, like I'm like, oh man, like subtitles be damned. Like this movie is great. It's called the white ribbon. Um, So you might you could write that down and maybe we could uh maybe we could do a review of, of that sometime
1: i might put that down yeah. it's a, a german movie it.
0: so it's not like the white ribbon but it's it's the white ribbon but it like however they say white ribbon in german
1: <laughs> i don't speak german but the podcast if
0: i drink enough german. beers i can speak Listen. german ich <laughs> 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 The, oh, it's a 2009 uh, movie. I'm looking it up right now.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: The, yeah. If you, if you eat, <laughs> I think if you eat Das Weissband. That's how, that's, that's how you say the white ribbon in German. Das Weissband. <laughs> if you eat a bratwurst, you can speak... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go look at the yeah. goddamn Glockenspiel
1: glockenspiel. I was thinking about subtitle movies and TV shows, by the way, and um, Netflix has a show called The Rain, which is a Danish show uh, that's supposed to be really good. I haven't watched it yet, but I think I'm pretty sure that's subtitled because they're they're Dutch. The Dutch. But I will tell you what's really good is uh, Narcos. Okay. I don't know if you've watched any, any Narcos, but the first two seasons was about uh the uh, Pablo Escobar in Colombia and then they they shifted to Narcos Mexico where it's like Mexican cartels and 80% of it is is uh subtitled cuz they speak Spanish. Okay. And and I think most of these actors speak English as well but for the show they had them uh just speak Spanish like they would normally, you know, so a majority of it's subtitled, but it's a really, really good show. I think you would like Narcos. It's very good. <clears throat> um, and they've really done really good. Cause like, like I said, the first two seasons was Pablo Escobar and then they shift to Mexico and people thought it wouldn't be as good, but I think it's, I think it's better. I mean, it's, it's quite good. Very good. Can you say white ribbon again in German?
0: Das weißband. <laughs> yeah, I, I found it here. You can rent it on Amazon for uh, for for three dollars.
1: I think. Well, I'll have to do that. White ribbon. How do you spell that?
0: Weiss? Oh. Um. Oh. It's all right. I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at this this movie <laughs> and uh, uh. this director he's made of a, a few interesting movies uh, he made he uh, Fritz von Frankenfurter okay uh, we're getting off track here it's uh, d- a- der like der. What's wrong with It's you? called... It called, called <laughs> hey, how do you speak German? How do, okay. Der Weiss Band. Uh, and I spelled I spelled right. it wrong. Just look up the White Ribbon 2009 film. And it, you'll, hey, you'll listen, find it.
1: Listen, the, the only German filmmaker I care about is U-Bowl.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, he was supposed to make a fucking holocaust movie about auschwitz and he never got it made and did didn't he threaten
1: to fight somebody no
0: uh what so the story with that was he um he uh, uh, like a film critic had like fucking just like savaged his movies and you bull was like well fuck this guy like if you think he was like if you think you're such like a badass guy he was like why don't you come and like box me i'm not sure like how the how like the whole thing got set up so so it was like you bull and then this movie critic and obviously like the movie critic thought like oh this is just like a stunt you know like this guy like so he Went into this boxing ring thinking that they were just gonna, you know, take some, like, just, you know, like half-ass pop shots at each other just for fun, and then you bull came in there and just fucking Mike Tysoned them like as hard as he could in the face, <laughs> and like knocked them out in like one swing. You can watch it. You can watch it on YouTube.
1: I th- that guy you bull, he's such a
0: wacko. Yeah. And, but his movies his movies are interesting cuz they're really bad but they're all yeah. but they're also like like they kind of teeter the line between being so bad it's good and just straight up being bad.
1: And also like 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 exploitation grindhouse kind of.
0: Yeah. Did you kinda did you ever see I th- I think I used to own the DVD when I when we were in the army, and I think we might have watched it together. The The House of the Dead.
1: Yes, we did. Yeah. And do you, you want to know something? I was the other day. I was thinking about that movie, House of the Dead, and it obviously is based on the arcade game. Yep. Where you had the guns and stuff, and I was like, man, I was thinking about that movie the other day for some reason, and I couldn't remember, and I googled it. And it's funny you brought that up, because (laughs) on Rotten Tomatoes, that movie is ranked as the 41st of the 100 worst films of the 2000s. Oh, nice. And because I was like, I I was thinking about all the movies you and I had watched together. We watched a bunch of movies together. Yeah. And I was thinking about House of the Dead, and I was like, man, I you know. This guy's, you know, cause he made like Blood Rain. Yeah, uh, I had never seen. I had never, never seen that. Oh, he also did In the Name of the King with Jason Statham. Yep. And I don't know what he's been up to lately, but I, I know that uh, House of the Dead is a big one for him. Uh, I think did he do like that video game movie uh, D O A Dead or yep. Dead or Alive? Yeah. Okay. He's kind of got the market cornered on video game movies. Yeah, what do you think? About that? Yeah. So, no, I, I I haven't seen I have not seen House of the Dead since you and I watched it, and I and because it's like two FBI agents or whatever, two guys in suits with pistols and they're just like shooting.
0: Well, that's them. what the game is. The game is, but yeah, the movie but is. the the, the movie is like a is like a 90s comedy sex romp on a like with like, like with like horny teenagers
1: isn't that the one where they try to escape on a
0: boat yeah. well, no the because the the house of like the the like the house of the dead is yeah. is on an is on a deserted island and so they have, oh, they have to take yeah. a boat to get there because like the whole so yeah like the game is two fbi agents that are just investigating this house and then they find the zombies there but the movie is there's like an fbi agent that's searching for a missing person i think no hey, hey hey wait i gotta correct you the film oh yes the film the cinema movie the cinema movie film (laughs) <laughs>
1: the talking
0: yeah <laughs> yeah the moving picture the picture the, <laughs> pi- the, the p- moving picture yeah so the, the the picture is like this woman who pretends like she's a college student and she gets on a boat with these other college students and they're like going to a rave and oh, and yeah. then, and yeah. then like you and then they show the scenes of the rave and it's all like chicks in like really bright colored clothing and yeah. there's banners the the Sega logo is like everywhere at this rave and it's like oh this is. this like illegal rave must have been must have been sponsored by, sponsored Sega. by Sega yeah sonic sonic is like selling pills
1: yeah <laughs> No, yeah, I do remember that. And I remember the movie being like not have anything
0: to do with the fucking video game. No, not at all. You know, it other was just a swag. Other game. than the fact that there were zombies in it. Of course. U Bowl. We, we felt
1: we felt very far from the tree from Parasite to U Bowl. Yeah, I know.
0: I think I think now that we've hit the bottom, there's nowhere else to go and we could probably wrap this up.